everybody and welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. My name is Kaya Williams and I'm here with a very special guest. Can you say hello for me? Hi. This is River. River was um, here with us for SOAR. I have bad news for everyone who was on the SOAR episode and people were asking. Um, I'm pretty sure the equipment we use for pop-ups is cursed because this is like the second slash third time this has happened to us where the audio does not work. Um, it disappeared last time when we did it for homecoming last year. It was corrupt. This time the audio has decided no longer to exist. And yeah, that sucks. So um, instead of making up episodes by doing it with individuals who decided they wanted to reach out, um, who wants to be on the episode again, hence River. I'm doing it with a couple other more people. If you were on the SOAR podcast episode that we did for the seventh session of seventh, 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 seventh session seven tongue test tongue twisters we love them seventh session of sore say that five times fast um and you want to be on an episode or if you just want to be an episode in general just send me an email or um dm me on instagram uh the email is going to be soda pop s-o-t-a-p-o-p um at una.edu and our instagram is uh una soda pop s-o-t-a-p-o-p on Instagram, just send me a DM or um, email me and I will get you on here ASAP. I am so sorry for everybody who had an episode, but we're going to try to make it up for every single one of you. So before we get started with River and talking about creative writing and becoming an author, because if you don't know, River writes books, which is so cool. Um, we have to do our fresh squeeze and talk about music we've been listening to lately. And um, I couldn't find a lemonade because I realized... I have probably drinking every commercial lemonade that there is, and there's very few that I have yet to try, um, which is crazy to think about. Honestly, I really like lemonade, which is a problem. But today we have, it's Halloween when we're, it's like the weekend before Halloween when we're recording this. Um, and Mountain Dew has a mystery flavor. We're not sponsored by Mountain Dew. I could be, but we're not, sadly. Um, but we have the Voodoo Mystery Favor 2023. And since we're called the Soda Pop Podcast, I think doing a soda is fine. Don't you think, River? Yeah. So we're going to try it and then we're going to rate it one to ten. One through one through ten. I can't speak today. My list is extra strong. Let's go for it, bestie. That was some good ASMR. Okay. Cheers. It's it tastes like citric acid. If that makes any sense. I guess it just tastes like if you put citric acid in like a clear soda. Kind of tastes like I'm biting into a strawberry that has citric acid on the inside of it. Yeah, like it it smells it smells sweet, but like it's supposed to be a lemon, but it's not. Like, hold on, what's the what's the flavor said on the back? It says, okay, nothing, nothing, nothing. It literally doesn't even have a flavor listed on here. High truth, high, uh, high. I don't know why I'm trying to say words. Okay, wait, corn syrup, citric acid. Citric acid is the second ingredient. Um, natural and artificial flavors, gum caffeine sodium citrate potassium glycerol something else to protect there's something in here to protect the flavor i don't 
I, I don't know why I'm reading this. AKA, they don't have a flavor on here. Just, it tastes like citric acid, which is the second ingredient in here. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's I not bad. I like Mountain Dew, but this is actually something I drink. No, I get that. It's, it's like it's missing something. It's missing flavor. I feel like they just didn't put the flavor in Mountain Dew. I like I'm pretty sure if you had this and you got a Mountain Dew it just tastes like it's missing the dew in Mountain Dew I don't know if that makes any no it's missing the mountain in Mountain Dew because this is the dew this is just straight up the ice off of the caps I don't know it's not Mountain Dew it's Hill Dew it's Hill Dew it's literally just Hill Dew um but yeah I can't stop drinking it even though I want to it, kinda, it smells like a bug juice to me yeah it does i want to stop drinking it but i can't i'm determined to figure out a flavor let me stop let me stop because we'll be at this all day for like an hour of me just trying to figure out what flavor this is okay but uh before we get talking about river and like all the fun book things that you do um you are a freshman here at una correct yes okay why did you choose to come here at una Okay, so fun story. At first, I wasn't going to go to college at all. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an author, and I knew how to write books, so I was just like, I'm going to pass. Um, and then there was one day, I think it was during one of the school breaks we were doing, and you and I had like one of the preview days, and my mom was like, look, I know you don't want to go to college, but like, um, you know, go check this out. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's not going to hurt you. So we went, and I liked it. Um... <laughs> And so I applied, got accepted, and sometime in November, I think it was. And then it was just kind of everything was kind of UNA past that. My school tried to get me to apply to other colleges, and I was like, I'll apply, but I'm not going. This is all the school I want to go to. <laughs> um, what is your major? Uh, theatric arts. Okay. Cat major, just like me. Um, my question is, is like, why cat when you're writing books and you want to be an author? Okay, so when I was picking out, like, the major and all that when I was applying, um, it would not let me pick creative writing as a major. It would only let me pick it as a minor. Okay. So I did the theatric arts major, and then I'm just going to do a, take some creative writing classes okay, in the next you, few years. Um, follow up. Do you think that will influence how you write? Is there a reason that you picked theater? Like, have you been doing theater for a long time? or? Um, actually, when I had first applied, like, I liked listening to theater, but, like, I wouldn't go out of my way to go see anything. And... But I was like, you know, I'm pretty decent at acting because we would read through plays at school and I would always act it out. Um, so I was pretty decent at acting. So I was like, I mean, this is going to be easy. Um, heads up, college is not easy. Um, but then on our senior trip, uh, we went to New York as one of the one of the places we went to and we went to see Wicked. And I didn't think I was going to like Wicked. I don't care for Wizard of Oz. I think it's boring. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Wicked. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so now I'm trying to work to, I want to be Elphaba on Broadway. And I know that's like a really big kind of out there kind of thing. Yes. But it's something I'm willing to work towards if I have a shot at all. Okay. No, that's fair. Like, I was, I was just curious because being an author and like writing and doing all the fun things are just... It's very different to me in the aspect of writing a play versus writing a book. Which I've written both. I took a creative writing class in 12th grade. Um, I've written both a one-act play for mm -hmm. an assignment, and I've written a short story for an assignment. 
and they are they are very different uh the concept for coming up with the plot is the same and the characters the concept of building it is the same it's the writing that's different yeah the format yeah because when you're in a book it's like oh this character did this and this character said that and when it's in a play it's like character name speech and then mm-hmm. any actions kind of go under it yeah it, it is very different no that's that is very much fair um but no, being being alphabet is a goal. Like a lot of people do, and it's not a bad goal. I feel like a lot of people don't go into like acting or anything with a goal of where they want to be, and then get very like confused and heady with it. Um, so no, that's a very like a, a tangible thing. You know, you want to at least one day play Alphaba and perform it for others, and I love that because I I don't feel like enough people sit here and like strive for a goal when it comes to anything let it be writing or acting or singing they just want to do it and I'm like well well, where do you want to go with it sometimes you don't know sometimes I don't know because I say I know what I want to do and then I'm just I'm lying to myself (laughs) anyway uh let's talk about your wonderful books is it a series because I remember like talking about it at SOAR and I don't remember if it was a series or just a singular book. Uh, the one that we talked about, it's going to end up being a series. Yeah. Um, a, the main books is going to be a five-part series once I get finished with it. Um, and then I'm writing, working on two prequels and one, um, one sequel. All book. right. So, what is the name of the current book you're writing slash series slash all of it? Like, give us um, all the juicy details. It's called the Niara series. The first book is called The Trials of Niara. Mm-hmm um the second one it goes in order it's like the trials and i think the truth there's five books i've got it written down on my phone but oh i forgot to do our songs with our drink because i was so confused by the (laughs) stupid flavor oh my god i'm so sorry everybody if you don't know that segment is called fresh squeeze we call it fresh squeeze because we typically have lemonades and we put new music that we've been listening to um on a playlist on spotify I've just recently uploaded the playlist. I've realized I didn't do that till just now, but it's on Spotify now and you can go listen to it. I'm sorry. Um, what music, What if you have any new music, what new music you've been listening to, or um, if you've just been listening to the same old music on repeat, what have you been listening to? Okay, so currently I've been listening through um, the Encanto playlist, the entire Encanto playlist. Um, but as of last night, I've had 1989 Taylor's version on loop. So that's the two I've been cycling. Okay. I have a question about this as well. While you're here, what is with this whole like October 27th in 1989? I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, so I don't know. Uh, October 27th. That was just when it was released. It was actually, it was actually released at 11 o'clock our time last night. But oh, for everyone else, it was 12 That's what, cause everybody keeps talking about like October 27th, October 27th. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, okay, that's the, the date it came out. Oh. Or when she re-released the 1990. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I have context for that because I've been so confused. Okay. For me, on the other hand, I have just been vi- revisiting old music. But one thing that I remembered existed was Haley Kiyoko's first EP, Bell to Remember. I remember when that thing dropped and I listened to it over and over again. I love her so much. 10 out of 10 listen recommend that ep i would honestly recommend all of her work but it's via wildly different from the music that she makes now um and i love it when artists show like they're multifaceted and have so much growth anyway back to what we were talking about because i just remember we didn't do (laughs) songs um is back back to your books okay what are the books about um so uh this is where i lose people because people are like oh you're just copying harry potter um so it's essentially about this group 
it's it's it centers around a bunch of different characters so it's not about one specific person but it's like these group of people whether they're vampires or humans or whatever like race they could be um and it centers around the island of niara and this anna hall's academy of magic which is basically where you go you learn magic from the ages of 16 to 21 it's five years you graduate yeah 1621 mm-hmm. um and in the trials itself it's kind of establishing who people are like you have the king and queen of niara and their daughter who's um she's actually a siren and they're like you're not allowed to go outside because you're a siren and people are going to kill you and she's like bet let's go um and so it's kind of just centers around everyone gets everyone introduced and then we get into explaining like what's going on and why they are having trials and it's because there's a dark magic user called Valdis. Again, this is where people say I'm copying Harry Potter because Voldemort I've never Valdis. read Harry Potter, so I would not know. I mean, I'm crazy for Harry Potter, but I'm not that crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But or Valdis kind of took over all of Niara and, you know, was evil. Um, and, you know, she was kind of captured and locked in a prison and the trials are like, OK, are we going to keep her in prison for life or are we going to execute her? So that's what the trials are. And at the end of the first book, they end up coming to a conclusion. Uh, I'm not going to say what that, I probably should, I don't know. I might not say what that conclusion. You don't have to say it. Have people people Um, out to read the books. But, and then the second, uh, the second book kind of goes into, you know, the decision of the trials and then how it's playing out. And then, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because there's three more books, so it's kind of automatically assuming what happens. Valdis gets freed. Mm-hmm. And so the th- next three books is basically her terrorizing people, you know, all the, you know, her newest reign and all that. And it all leads up to this final book where everything comes to a conclusion, everyone's character arcs are finished, or they're starting, you know. Yeah. Everything concludes in the final book. Okay. So. All right, so my question is because I have dabbled in the book writing. I have not finished any of these magical books that I started. I the hardest, I either. The <laughs> hardest part for me is finishing, but we'll get to that later. Um, when it comes to like writing and things, like I, I can get started, and then I get to such writer's block that it like never continues. So you already have like your book series planned out. How did, how did you know like what the whole like overall plot of the books are gonna be? At first, I didn't. Um, <laughs> at first, I just kind of wanted... I had all these characters from other books that probably weren't ever going to get used because the books had maybe one chapter and they were just never written on again. And so I published on an online site. It's called Quotive. Um, and so I can publish like one chapter at a time. And so I had so many unfinished books and I was like, okay, I kind of want to take these characters and use them again. So I tried thinking of a book that I could do that would have all these characters and have a reason for it, but still wasn't too outlandishly insane. And so that was just kind of what it was at first. And then I was actually um, on a Discord server and we were talking about things that we liked and somebody brought up Harry Potter, but then also brought up how stupid it was that, you know, she was getting bashed for reading Harry Potter because of all the things that happened with J.K. Rowling. Yes. So uh, then we got into the discussion of, well, what would happen if if J.K. Rowling hadn't written Harry Potter? Would there be a book series that was better? So I kind of took that idea and I was like, okay, what if I wrote something that had the idea of the magic school but wasn't 
you know, the My same My thing plot. is, you can say any Magic School series technically copies Harry Potter because it's, all Magic School series take place in a boarding school. That's just the fact. Which is funny because Harry Potter copied off of another Magic School uh, series. Every Magic School series does that. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, internal way to be like, that's Harry Potter. Everything's Harry Potter if yeah. that's the case. Like, every Magical School series, every Magic Girl series, every Magic anything takes place in a boarding school where they're away from society being magic people <laughs> so i don't believe you're copying harry potter i honestly believe that this is different enough because you're not a nine-year-old boy who was locked in a closet <laughs> so i don't i think you're good you know your parents didn't die oh. magically that way i got to okay now i want this magic school but i don't want to like you know pull things out of my head like i want i want there to be some sort of fact or history or whatever mm-hmm. about where this is coming from so my cousin uh used to be cousin um he gave me these books that he had found in a house he was cleaning out because he had a job cleaning out like abandoned houses and he could keep anything he wanted so he found these it's like a 200 hundred dollar series and it's books based on histories of magic and magical creatures one of them is called the secrets of merlin or something like that mm-hmm Wizarding Secrets, Wizarding Secrets of Merlin, I think it is. And so I was kind of reading through those one day, and I was looking at all these creatures, and I was like, I want that to be in my book. And so I kind of put all those together, and I was like, okay, these are going to be in there. And then I started throwing the characters in, and that's when the plot came together. That's when I knew how this was going to go. Um, so I started throwing these characters in there, and the plot just kind of fell together itself. Like, I would see ideas um, or get ideas from listening to music, like there, I was listening to um, Castle on the Hill one mm-hmm. time, and when it was at the bridge, I think it's the bridge, anyways, um, of the one friend left to sell clothes, I kind of thought, okay, what if all these people had like a reunion? And that's where the sequel idea came from. Okay. So the ideas kind of came from everywhere, and the book just kind of fell into place itself. Um, I like, the, and this is the book, I, the only book I have ever actually done a lot of planning on. The other ones, I'm just like hey, what if this happened? And I just write it in. I, I like how you're trying to use like actual folklore to base your books off of and not just like, well, I said this happened, so it's going to happen. Like the Which, actual historical research isn't. The fun fact is also uh, with using actual folklore and stuff, I can turn around and be like, well, this might have been in Harry Potter, but J.K. Rowling didn't invent it. I have a basilisk in my book. J.K. Rowling didn't invent those. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's, that's really interesting that you decided to do that. Because a lot of people just do straight up fantasy and i feel like that puts you more in a folklore fantasy than just straight fantasy in which there are things that i have made up like there's a potion to kind of bring back the dead that i've made up Mm -hmm. and but i used a real website that'll tell you like potion ingredients and like you know what their uses are and then um there's another thing i made up it was vampires like how you become a vampire and i actually i less made this one up than i got the idea from somebody and they were like hey you're free to use this concept Mm -hmm. um so how vampires get turned into vampires it was kind of made up and pulled from not folklore but from another piece of i feel like i feel like no matter where you go vampires are constantly changing on how how they work the same way with like werewolves because like here's a kaya tangent about something i hate um this will this will just be my flat for the day if, oh if you don't know um b flat is a segment that we do where we where i talk about something i hate um and so we're gonna insert that here now about magical creatures <laughs> i am a giant fan of monster high ridiculously big fan i love gen one no one talks about gen two and recently gen three came out i want to say 2023 if not 2022 
Um, and there was a live action movie. The new designs are awful. Absolutely mm-hmm. god awful. Yep. Can't stand them. I could have dealt with bad and ugly designs if they kept the characters of the same, but they took away all the personality of the characters, which makes me mad. But we'll get back to that later. That's a whole, I can do a whole podcast episode on that. Anyway, what made me mad was that they did a live action movie trying to profit off the descendants. And the thing that they did was confuse what a werewolf is. Um, Claudine Wolf is a werewolf. And the thing about a werewolf is that they're half wolf, half human. And her conflict in the movie was the fact that she was half human. She's a teenager. You've been half human your entire life. That's what a werewolf is. How can you not be half human and not be a werewolf? Babe, that means you're just a wolf. There's no where about it. So um, I did not watch it. After finding out that was the plot and I watched the first five minutes, I said, I cannot sit here through I... this. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's my hot take about magical creatures of the second. Because you can do a lot of things, but like there has to be a basis for it. Because the thing that makes a werewolf a werewolf is that they're half wolf, half human. They're, they're a hybrid of both. And that's what makes them a werewolf. Like my question is, where do we draw the line? And where does it change to them being a magical creature to just them being the fool, whatever? that's my rant for today the ones in my book they can change from human to wolf at will or they could do like a half and half kind of thing at will however on the full moon because I still wanted to throw in you know the full moon and all that in there they do kind of lose control and they just become these feral creatures and so a lot of them will lock like lock themselves up but when it gets to the final battle I don't I'm not gonna say who because I don't want to spoil it one character ends up sacrificing herself to the wolves to save her friend Mm -hmm. so the final battle has to be on a full moon and that's the only thing I can keep in mind yeah so uh when like because you typically say you typically fly with a seat of the pants I know when I write books because like I have a book I've been writing that Mike it was originally a screenplay that got turned into a book that I don't know we'll say a book we might we'll journey around a bunch of times with that is like how do you fight writer's block because I feel like that's a lot of problem people have when it comes to writing I, I know I do and I have yet to find a way to write to fix it like I know whatever if I have like an ultimate deadline that someone's forcing upon me that typically helps because I work so much better under crunch but like I don't know uh for me it's like, I can't write if someone's sitting here and being like, hey, you've got to get this done by now. Because for me, it's if I'm not enthusiastically in it, like knowing 100% what I want to write, it doesn't turn out good. Yeah. So for me, it's less about fighting writer's block and learning to work with it. Like if I Right now, I'm writer's block for the uh, Niara series. So I'm taking a break from it, kind of stepping aside, and I'm working on some commissions that I've had some people ask me to do. So I'm working on those and then I'm getting ideas for the Niara book. So that way when I come back to it, I'll have these ideas that I can write out and work out. How does commissions work for a writer? If you mind me asking, because I know how commission kind of works for art. Like when people want you to draw things and stuff like that. But like So it it works different for each writer. Um, For me, I end up, I'll charge minimum wage. So for every hour that I'm writing is, uh, I think it's 725 is minimum wage. Yeah. So that's for every, every hour I'm writing is 725. If I'm doing like just a little one shot kind of book or not book, but one shot story, I'll cap it off at $50. Cause I don't want to like charge people, you know, but like too much, but like, I'll are you it. writing like full books for people or like if it's full books, I'll cap it off at 200. Okay. Which I've only got two full books and full swing right now. And, um, they gave me, I think it was $50 up front and then they're giving me the rest of it when it's finished. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I'm working on two full books right now, which they're actually really interesting. Or is it two or three? I think it's three, actually. They're actually really interesting because it's like, it's fan fiction because, of course, it's fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting just kind of seeing because they gave me a very broad thing to work with. They were like, hey, I just want this to happen and this and then you're free to do the rest of it. So I'm writing it. It's not something I would ever normally write. Yeah. But now that I'm writing it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really fun. You know, is it what it is it for like a fandom that you're in or is it a fandom that you're not in? Uh, they are all fandoms that I am in. OK. So have you ever written for a fandom that you're not in? I have not because I I mean, I'm willing to do the research if I yeah. have to. But it's the fact of if I'm not in the fandom, there might be something that I've missed. Yeah. Like in the, I know I mentioned Harry Potter a lot, but in the Harry Potter fandom, um, if you just, you can look up anything about Harry Potter, uh, that's canon. Yeah. But fanon, like if you look up who Matteo Riddle is, it might not tell you. Yeah. But Matteo is pretty much this fanon. Oh yeah, he's, he's Voldemort's kid or brother. I forgot which one he is. Yeah. And it's like, it's so fanon that everyone's accepted it as this is true. So when people like give you commissions for like, is it more of like, just like short stories, like two or three chapters, or is it like a word count? Um, well, originally it was I was only doing short stories because I didn't think you know I had never finished a book uh, except for one, and it was back in sixth grade, and it was not good. Um, so at first it was just short stories, and I would write them, I would get the money, I would send them the link to the Google Doc or whatever it was written on. And then if I had their permission, I would post it on the Quotive app that I'm on. And then uh, one guy came up to me and he was like, hey, I'll be like $200 if you write this fan fiction for me. I was like, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I wrote it and it was actually pretty decent. I finished it, um, spent the $200 in one weekend. <laughs> it worked out. Like that's, the my, now I'm getting a lot more chapter books or actual books than I was than I was uh, short stories, but okay. I, I just I just never really see a lot of people doing commissions for like a uh, fan fiction. Typically, it was just something new. I didn't think they did until I started doing it. <laughs> no, because like I'll see people like ask for like requests when they're writing fics. Like if people have requests, let me know. And if they have like the free time, they'll do it. Versus just like straight yeah. up taking that's, commissions. That's what I started out doing. Was um, I had a it was like a song one-shot book for like black butler mm -hmm. and i was like hey if you guys have any songs you want to see me do let me know so one girl said hey this isn't a song but i do have an idea if you'll you know um do it and so she sent it in and i was like yeah i'll write it and i wrote it in and she really liked it and then i started getting more requests and i was like okay i can't do all of these i don't have the time and then people were like hey i'll send you money if you'll do mine yeah I was like, I don't want to be bribed. But what if I turn this into a business? Then it's not bribing. <laughs> it's not bribery. It's not bribery if it's a business. If there's an LLC, it's not technically bribery. <laughs> and it's not technically fraud. So. No, that's that's hilarious. I love that. Um, okay, so are there any other books that you're currently writing besides this series? Or, you know, oh, your commission? there's entirely way too many. Like, oh. like, is there, like, a goal of a certain, like, is there a certain time and point that you want these published? Like, I wanted these, I actually wanted these published before I got here, so that way I wouldn't be the stereotypical broke college kid. Um, but it ended up not happening, and so now I kind of want them published. So my English teacher in high school, she was, uh, she taught me for three years. She ended up getting stuck with me for three years. Um, so... 
she was very supportive of like the book she would always hear the ideas and i told her i said the first book i get published the first copy goes to you so i really want to get it published before she gets out of high school because i have a way to contact her Mm -hmm. i just don't want to have to ask for like her shipping address i just want to be able to ship it to the school you just want to be able to honestly you wanted to give it to her if anything I mean, yeah, I kind of do. I just, just want to hand it, it to even her. if I can't give it to her, I want to be able to hand it into the school. Yeah, and like know that she's going to get it rather than hope this is the right address and send it. Yeah, and let's put like would would that be the person you would like dedicate? Like dedication in books are so weird to me. Yeah, would that be the person you would dedicate it to? Uh, I would dedicate if I dedicated it to anybody, it would be two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them would be her, and one of them would be my sixth grade English teacher, who is the entire reason I started writing. Yeah, she is what made me start writing in the first place. Did she give you, like, the confidence to start, or? Well, um, I, I transferred from one school to another, because the one school I was going to was, was awful. Um, so I went to the school that I graduated from, and the teacher's name uh, was Kim Sarton, and she she had, like, this kind of daily journal thing that we would do, so we'd write in the um, journal whatever prompt she had up on the board and one day it was around christmas time and she said i want you to write a christmas tale based off of this or with this main character named olive something other in it and uh about me in the class i would write entirely too much she started capping me off at three pages because everyone else would write a paragraph and i would be here three pages down writing out of journal room and then she also had a rule that if i started if i didn't write it down i wasn't allowed to read it because i would like make it up on the spot Mm -hmm. so uh, I volunteered, so I had three pages written of this thing, and I was like, I've still got ideas. I want to finish this. Mm-hmm. So at first, it was, the ver- first ever book I wrote was a children's book about this girl who got adopted by Santa Claus and, like, married Jack Frost. Uh, third si- grade type writing. S- sixth grade was very interesting. Yeah. Sixth grade kind of writing. My yeah. bad. I thought, I thought you said third. Sixth no. grade. Sixth grade kind sixth of writing. Sixth grade was interesting. That was a sixth grade kind of story, yeah. So. I, you were doing better than me in sixth grade. <laughs> I literally um, wrote a story called Nikki and Nikki, just spelled differently because I had to write something for class. So trust me, <laughs> better than whatever I could come up with. So I showed her the book once I got finished with it and she was very proud about it. She was like very proud that, you know, it was her idea that it made me do this. And I mean, I was proud that I'd done it. So, I mean, and then I kind of started looking on websites where I could write and publish the things I was writing so that other people could see it. And that's when I found Quotive and then Wattpad of and course. then AO3, com, like all the, or yeah. dot .net, whatever it is. All the, you know, like really big sites, um, which I mainly only use Quotive because it's just easier formatting. Um, so she got me into writing. And so I would definitely dedicate one to her. And then, like I said, the high school one kind of helped me, like kind of, I guess, not vent ideas, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. talk about the ideas so air out yeah air out ideas so that's kind of those would be the two people i would probably dedicate it to um because i've got i've got people i've got family and friends who have supported me but those two were like the biggest pivotal moments of this is what i want to do no that's fair that's so fair i just think it's really cool that you like actually have committed to it because like it's very few few times that i find people that commit to writing it and going out and have it planned out as far as you do and so I just think that's like really cool. And I'm so happy you got here, sit here with us and talk about it. Uh, we're going to wind down right now. And to finish off, we always do a fizzle down feel good. And so what is one good thing that's happened to you this week? 
It hasn't happened yet. It's happening tonight. But uh-huh. I'm going to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie in my hometown. I am as well. I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm going to watch it. Now. I'm just going to watch it on Peacock. But... I, get, I get into the theater for free. So oh. I don't have to settle for Peacock. <laughs> I was going to go. But I was like, mm, I don't want to be around children. And the one here closes at like nine o'clock. And I, I just can't. I can't. There's so many kids that want to go see this one op- I, at I the opening know. night. And I'm just like, Toby, please. Uh, Toby runs the theater. I'm like, mm-hmm. Toby, please don't let them in. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I'm not looking forward to that. But no, I can't wait to watch a movie. What's um, a good thing? Oh, a good thing happening to me. It's going to be happening tomorrow, technically. But so I'll consider it part of this week still. Um, is that the Renaissance Fair is coming to town. And I'm going to be working at, um, maybe at my friend's booth, Mina, who shall- sells... Um, mushroom patch so i'm gonna be working that with her and that's gonna be super fun you should see me there tomorrow then because i'll be there perfect um come by and say hi i went to the ren feast um at the last last weekend so i didn't even know that was a thing to be honest <laughs> i just learned something Food new. was good oh that's good well i want to thank everyone so much for listening um where can they find you and your books and all the fun things um the accounts that i promote the books on are it's really only one account right now because I haven't thought about any others. Um, it's literally called The Trials of Niara. The, which I would hope anyone T-H-E. knows. T-H-E. Yeah. Anyone knows how to spell the uh, trials, T-R-I-A-L-S of, and then Niara is N-I-A-R-A. There you go. The Trials of Niara on TikTok. They can find it there. Um, is there anywhere else they can find you personally? Uh, find me personally. Um I've got about 15 different Instagram accounts. I'm trying to think of the best one. Um, say my Instagram, my main Instagram account is the um, River17082605. You can find us at UNA Soda Pop, S-O-T-A-P-O-P. I'm so happy you came and talked to us about your books, River. I can't wait to see more of them and read them and see all the fun things that you do as an author and see more creative writing process. Um, until next time, I will see you later and hopefully we will see River publishing a book. Until next time. Bye.